0: Hello, and welcome to Digital Artcast, hosted by Gordon Neal. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Procreate, the most advanced painting app ever designed for a mobile device. We'll be discussing the app a little more later in the episode, as well as giving away a free copy. But for now, let's get started.
1: Hey guys, uh, welcome back to uh, Digital Artcast. Um, back with another review, and this time taking a, a slight more direction, more b- maybe more focused on community the, um, than art in particular. But uh, I'm joined by Spurgeon. Um People who don't know him, uh, shame on you, you should. Um, but uh, yeah, Spurden and me have uh, I've been talking um, on and off for, uh, I'm trying to remember when the last or you know, the first time we spoke was, was it? Last year sometime before industry Workshops? Or, um...
2: Yeah, it should have been like, like, I think, July or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so around so about a year. Um, and yeah, Spurgeon um, and me have talked about coming on the podcast and talking about uh, the projects he has upcoming, um, particularly the the Firestarter magazine that has been kind of um, one of the center focuses of the community, or the art community, uh, the last year. Um but before all that, sperdon um, if people don't know you, um again shame on them. But um <laughs> can you tell us a little about um who the fuck you are and why the fuck you're here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you, that you gotta answer yourself, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Well I mean like <laughs> I
1: mean I mean like to, to get the bullshit out of the way, um your name has come up in the community several times, um, before I even started talking to you. Um, and obviously, this last year, we've bumped into each other a few times. And when I talk to people about you, um, they always talk about how you are such a big part of the community, um, almost like it's heart and soul. Um, and you keep pushing um, community focus through in everything you make, which is including like the the magazine and the stuff you've worked on, like with the art books you make with people um, and the projects you do with them. So, so yeah, give us a little background into um, who Spiridon is.
2: Well, I I guess you pretty much covered it right now. <laughs> you basically. Said, basically yeah, you basically just said everything that is happening right now. It was a yeah. uh, I, mean, I mean, in in general all that I can I can start with is that that I come from a graphic design background. And I do this for with if, if i include the freelancing i do this for 11 years i was employed for 8 years as a publisher here locally and worked on tourism stuff mm-hmm. which basically means like uh, books for hiking and uh, in-flight magazines uh, for uh, to fly and uh, thomas cook all that stuff cool. um was was pretty generic uh, nothing mm-hmm. really artsy fartsy and nothing really special mm-hmm. but um well that pretty much changed when um when i started considering seriously working as an illustrator myself like including this into my uh routine and my offers that i do as a freelancer mm-hmm. started freelancing uh pretty much like four years ago i think it was october october mm-hmm. 2013 yeah and um, my son was already born and i hardly ever saw him so i i quit so i can spend more time with him was the uh, best decision ever because yeah it was really big. most people were like like oh, dude you got a kid you gotta have a safe job and everything, mm-hmm. but I had so many offers at that time from other companies who so were like yeah let's 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 work, you you could work with this. Mm-hmm. and um, it was it was a really good decision because uh, yeah the money was better and I could like I could work the way it made sense for me as a father because um I could work like late when. When my, my son was in bed, all these things were bit really important. I could see him growing up. Yeah. Um, well, then uh, when the freelancing started, I um, I, I tried to to keep on illustrating and and uh, integrating this into my offer, but uh, it never really worked out. It's not even the the fact that I wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't get better. Yeah. So at this point, I was just um. I decided to to not not pursue it anymore, and Mm. it's pretty much happened the same time when I met Evan, uh, when I decided to um, to like nag him constantly when he did his uh, 366 uh, sketch and story thing, which Mm. he he later then turned into Tine, his his book project. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, generally from there, everything went, went, went along in in the direction to do more art books and, uh, um, other people approached me at that point, um, wanted to work with me Mm -hmm. and it was not only that I saw that it was uh, a huge potential in all these upcoming events that were, were happening. Mm -hmm. And many people were like, dude, is there a list? Is there a list? And all that stuff. And from that thought, it just started making this this magazine, which was like a little booklet in the beginning, mm-hmm. but uh, turned out to be uh, yeah, quite. I mean, something that people really liked. It was at the IFCC last year, mm-hmm. uh, two two thousand seventeen, when the first booklet was out, was A four sized, uh, had eighty pages, and uh, where overall just just like a small overview included with like a program for mm-hmm. the event.
1: Yeah,
2: but from there it went like. Um, with its 400 copies, it went for the next edition. It was like, uh, already like 1,500 copies, wow. um, 160 pages, uh, A4 sized, with a huge unfoldable cover by Pablo Carbio. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, it was just amazing because it was so well received. And the next step would have was actually to do this um, away from from an, a, um, a specific <laughs> event and uh, provide this to all the events.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, That's pretty much where I am right now.
1: Cool, cool. A brief history. You've done a good job of summing up um, a year and a half's worth of work in about ten minutes. So (laughs) that was yeah.
2: I think it wasn't even a year and a half. I think I mean I mean Firestarter started in June last year, right? When you consider so I think uh, with with the art book it may be a little bit more. But uh, yeah,
1: you 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 were planning this before. I mean, you had an idea of putting something together before IFCC, right? You were kind of.
2: It was fucking. I mean, I was really fast. I was just, just like, like popping it together. Uh, there were many ideas and everything, but mm-hmm. until I had like actually people say, "Yeah, let's do it that way," um, and and we can pr- provide uh, content and and do all this and that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that took a while. And mm-hmm.
1: uh, so, so, what was the what was the conscious decision of the magazine when it went forward? Because obviously. You were just looking to make a two-page list that listed all the events. You wanted to include interviews, you wanted to put artwork in there, advertisements. Um, was it just your knowledge of working in Graphic Design previously that informed that, or did people come to you with ideas, or you had an idea of what you wanted to include in it? Or,
2: Yeah, um, I mean, the, the idea in the beginning was quite solid, but of course it changed along the way um, because because these things just happen. Um okay. I mean, there are so many motivational uh, memes online and they include so much information about how to approach certain projects and how to approach, uh, approach life. Yeah. And uh, you can pick the few that actually make sense really fast because all of them tell you to keep moving yeah. and you change things along while you move. Yeah. And this is what I did with a Mac. I mean, it started just as a, as a part program thing and an event list so yep. like everybody puts their head together mm-hmm. and from there I was like yeah I mean when when I have more pages and I can offer more stuff like some wisdom of the speakers that actually are there mm-hmm. and uh, make like something like an archive for their knowledge mm-hmm. uh, which is not just not gone whenever the event is over yeah. then I actually help the, the community a little bit better with that I mean um, more pages and also more content which can also be combined of course uh, with uh, with, with branding, of, especially with, with advertising, which uh, funds the magazine and makes it available for free for everybody.
1: Yeah. And that was a, a conscious decision from the start, like to make it free? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. And
2: it's, it should not only be free and download, but also in print. Yeah. But uh, I would be happy to have at some point many, as many sponsors that are dedicated enough to contribute to the community, yeah. that there would be enough left to actually pay people and myself for doing all that work yeah so that that is the goal of it
1: yeah totally i think it's the, the, i mean from my understanding i'm again i'm I'm very new to the industry but i think with my limited knowledge i've heard from going to events and speaking to people i think the reason that people want to do this for free and wouldn't take money is because um like everybody shares the vision like i mean mm. people know that the book is going out as part of a learning facility for younger artists and people in the community Um, And it's like, you know, when people go to do um, speakers, uh, places, uh, events, you know, apart from obviously the the, the obvious stuff like travel and and accommodation, people wouldn't take money to talk at events, you know, like even stupid stuff when you think about motivational speakers, they take, you know, crazy money sometimes to go and speak at events to motivate people um but people in their industry do this all the time for free because they just want to inspire and that's it they're not looking for a paycheck you know they just want to give back to a community that's been so good to them and i think that's why like you said you know you would want to give money to people but they wouldn't take it because you want to create something that's informative educational and you know brings the community closer together um and people don't see that as a something they want to profit from um but yeah it's 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 a really complex issue i think yeah, for for trying to organise something like this without taking um, or getting finance involved um, i'm assuming yeah it's, yeah.
2: it's not only the, the finances and everything it's it's also like like a certain morale because um at one point you will always be like nobody should work for free yeah and at the other point you're like if i can't do this with people doing this for free i can't do it at all Uh, everybody at some point in the industry and everybody who has made it will be like, yeah, at some point I did some free stuff and there actually came jobs from it because Mm -hmm. um, exposure is a thing. But I think the people that I'm working with mostly don't really need the exposure, so um, they don't really have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually, um, yeah, I don't know how to put it. It's it's, it's a complex matter. Mm. Um, We... We should we should always just do whatever makes makes us happy and uh, I since I uh, get asked also to help mm-hmm. and to to contribute to uh, to things like like uh, some advice for Kickstarters or mm-hmm. to for for print or forever uh, whatever other um, like community project is up and I'm always happy happy to help mm-hmm. and I just assume that there are people out there who do the how the same way yeah. um, it's just like it's tricky to find the right ones and not to you know, like like piss off certain people, yeah. um, who would be like, yeah, of course, I, I work with a budget, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you do, and I really appreciate that you tell me, yeah, and it's okay. But I and some others actually don't, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay to do both. It's not just like, um, are you ruining the industry and uh, you can't do this? And it's it's like, no, no, no. It's 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. you do do it that way. I do it that way, and yeah. I think there's enough space for both of us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because the the work you're doing with the art books could can be considered. Obviously, you you would need money for that. Because then you're drawing on your design skills, your background, your time for making this stuff. But um, I think Firestarter is almost, um, although obviously, the, you, like you said, you'd love to do it as as a job. But it is almost like a passion project at this point. It's kind of like a like a like when people talk about having personal work. This is kind of like your personal thing, like the thing you've done to. To fuel your passion, does that kind of sound right? Or you know, I don't know if that's a good description of it or not. But um, yeah, it's just like your passion project, would you say?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say it's like like pretty much my heart's blood because it's um, you know how everybody of 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 you artists is (laughs) like like saying yeah we have an I I have an IP and I'm gonna pitch it and I'm gonna be doing this and that. This is pretty much my IP. Uh, this, yeah. this is this is what i want to do um this is what i hope to to achieve at some point to be successful with this magazine yeah. and build a community around it and and for the for the entire community mm. and uh, especially that's not like 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 making it something something special but just like a hub where people come together and from there they can go everywhere else yeah. you know like you know like 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 for example your podcast or other people's podcasts or um, there are uh, video reviews, for example, which which uh, is Susa is is, is doing uh, the, um, for uh, for art books, yeah, yeah. and uh, other stuff, and all these people. I could be like, yeah, well, I have this platform, and it's it's not Facebook, it's not going under in in some black hole, but <laughs> actually, people can come here and, and 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 put their heads together and work on something bigger, and yeah. from there they can go they can go to your to your own side you know yeah like in a way what what which which facebook was meant to be yeah not 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 like like it is right now with with paid content and all that stuff it's no 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 you you contribute to something bigger and from there it might be that your smaller thing becomes big as well this is this is something that i'm trying yeah
1: yeah and i think that's the the pitfall of even facebook or a lot of websites is that you bring sponsorship in to pay the bills or to help fund your passion or your project but then it's trying to also make sure that those sponsors aren't then directing the direction of the boat you know like taking the wheel and saying well we would love if you went more this direction or more Mm. this direction then yeah that'll probably because obviously your your magazine deals with some huge sponsors i mean people like adobe and stuff and um, you know you've got to make sure that, um, that you still have the creative helm the wheel of the, of the ship um, but again I think because those those industries or those sponsors are more community and um, creatively based then I can't see them interjecting too much in what you want to do with a magazine I take it they were quite happy for you to have your own vision of what you want to do
2: I'd be happy, by the way, to work with Adobe. At this point, it's not so far, and <laughs> you know, not yet. But but, yeah, yeah. Has, it's been, has been Wacom has been a sponsor, like from from the first hour, which yeah. I'm very grateful for. Oh, so but right. um, the 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 thing that that yeah, I mean, <laughs> some things are not like easily easily replied because yeah. um, there are so many aspects to it. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I think when Wacom came on board to help you with the magazine, they weren't kind of like. From day one, telling you like the content no. you had to include or what you had to make the pay, yeah, like you know they were happy just for you to get involved basically.
2: The entire structure itself, it was it was quite okay at that time anyway. Yeah. So what I told um, uh, Jens and Jeroen was was that uh, I am doing this and that, and they were like, yeah, sounds great. Well, if you if you do something like that and a little bit more of that, hmm. then uh, I could see us work together. So okay, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's not like 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 telling me what to do but it's more like finding some common ground oh, totally. and, yeah 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 and the the best part of it is that um i mean you have you have other magazines out there and they work quite well and they need to sell their their copies which actually i don't yeah. and this gives me the freedom to at some point also say well your advert doesn't really add any value for my readers yeah so if you, like, sell toilets or something, there's no, space for there's no space for you in the magazine. But if you actually, like, produce paper for sketchbooks, for example, yeah, or yeah. if you have a certain software, or if, if you're an organization yourself or a studio, whatever, you can be represented in it. And people will actually value those pages and, and see also that you kind of contribute to a community project, which is also, also like, a very nice thing to see. Like, mm. people, people care also. It doesn't matter if they're companies or just, just – like people or persons, yeah. even a big company can care actually for where everything is going. Um, and I, I'm actually managed with my magazine to prove that. Yeah. Yeah. I was
1: going to say even with the last issue which would be number three, um, mm-hmm. which is available through your, your website as well, um, yeah. you you actually, did, I, I'm i hoping this is right, but you worked with Axis Studios, right, in Glasgow? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I, I, I still do. Cool, yeah. I just it was a thing, even just from my personal observation, because you know I picked up the magazine. I didn't get a chance to really look at it at the event, but as I was coming back, I was I was you know going through it, um, and yeah, I noticed the actors were were involved. Um, how did how, how did that kind of come about? Have you worked with the studio before? or Did you know hand you know before that you were going to do stuff with them or?
2: The beautiful thing about this is like it, this happened the way things should happen. You know, like like the way that I like to help myself when when uh, to help to help people. From I mean I mean you get it. So <laughs> when when I was at THU, um, there was uh, Jörg Yart van Vang, Yep. and uh, he basically just grabbed my arm and was pulling me over to to John and Adele, Great. and um, they were sitting there and uh, they were like, yeah, this this looks pretty cool. We would like to work with you. And from this it happened just like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean exactly. That's that's really how you want everything to work, eh? Um, just yeah, yeah. and that, and that, again. We can talk about this later, but you know, with with these types of events, that's the power of them, right? You can have these conversations, and then straight away you're either working for somebody or working with somebody. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it was um, it was a point I was watching on a on a video um, where there was a I can't remember specifically the, the artist, but they were doing feedback sessions and teach you out in the grass. Um, mm. and one of the guys had talked about um how people approach THU now as more of holiday retreat that
2: you know? was that was Jeremy Mann so yeah, uh, that was m- very very often clicked video on YouTube yeah,
1: yeah. and Carl Ortiz I think as well was there as well doing something this is not a holiday yeah pretty much yeah which I know, was yeah, yeah. which surprised me because I was like yeah I mean um yeah you could pay to go anywhere just to sit in the sun but you'll know, with those lists of speakers and the events and and the, the facilities they have, you know, um, on hand, it would be it would be weird if people were just spending days at the beach. But um, yeah, and this will be my first year going to THU, so um, I'm definitely going with the mentality that I'm going there to to almost work, like training, like a work holiday. Like I'm going there to to inform myself and push myself further as an artist, not to to catch rays in Malta. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And and I think that's anybody who approached any of these events like that, I think it's more. I was only thinking that THU might have uh, uh, approached it that way because of the location um they were based in where it was there was um uh, a better climate you know th- as opposed to events in over the central parts of europe and london where um the weather isn't as great and you've you we've know, got the opportunity and then also maybe that THU also runs for um six seven nights right it's it's um like almost a week uh in the in the event so um yeah i mean it's totally fine to take a break in between but yeah it was it was weird to see that people um had been um turning up to the event to just to just sit there yeah and just um, catch up with people um which i can kind of understand because i i talked to somebody last year at um, industry workshops and they were saying that sometimes they go to these events where it's they aren't really going to as many talks it's more just an opportunity to meet people you haven't seen for the year or um you know catch up with people that you know you talk online with at, f- or at facebook um but then you meet them in real in real person and then you know you get to have that conversation um i mean what what's your approach to a lot of these events do you find that you see these things as, as, as definitely 100% networking or work or do you think there's a space in between for socializing i mean there's got to be right so i mean i probably already I mean, know your
2: answer. Um, my view on it is not like it's, it's not that important because i'm not an artist um yeah. <laughs> it's of course yeah, no it's yeah, it yeah. really really ma- it really matters because yeah, yeah because so so if you have Jerry on saying this is not a holiday for example yeah. Yeah. um then he's 100 percent right this yeah. is not a holiday you paid for it you have to get most of it yeah. um then again you have something like like um the evenings where you can network with people so the balance yeah. is there which, yeah. which 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 most of the events have as far as i know yeah. Yeah. um so what i believe um, would be my approach to that situation is that everybody can do what they want but what they shouldn't forget is that it's not about this as a holiday, but generally the, the whole community and the whole industry, um, it's, it's a competition. Never forget that. Yeah. Um, the guy next to you will be the one who goes to Carla Ortiz and yeah. ask her certain things and yeah. have his epiphany yeah. and maybe be the next big star in the industry. You know, These yeah. things are happening all the time and especially at these events. And if you choose to be the one who sits there and eats his burger all day and misses all the talks and doesn't take anything away from it and at the end says, meh, what no, was okay, saw some people, made some friends, or even <laughs> if you're like, I was partying all the time and I was so much fun and it was so great and blah, blah, then okay, do that, yeah? yeah, yeah. Maybe you will do it even next next year mm-hmm. and people will know you for exactly that. Yeah. Um, but maybe you decide to have it a little bit more balanced, uh, yeah. like it is thought, because I wouldn't uh, tell anyone to work for an entire week without any, any pause, especially not with so many people around you. Of course, you have to mingle. Of yeah. course, you have to talk to people. Of course, you have to take the best out of it. Yeah. So this is basically how I do it. I try to network as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And when I'm fed up with it, or if I see no um, option anymore, I sit together with friends and I enjoy my time.
1: Yeah. No, totally. I can one hundred percent understand that. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so with the with the the idea with these events and the book now, I mean, are you trying? I mean, you've got the the book now to several events over the last year. Um, I take it the initial goal has been so many events, but now looking forward, you're going to try and get this to you know. I mean, the end goal would be just to get it to every event in the world, right? I mean, you'd want to try and cover um, everything that's in the front page. You'd want to try and get your book to those events, right?
2: yeah it's 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 quite hard that because I mean i was I was getting into the the situation kind of blue-eyed because um, I would say like really naive because um, the shipping to other continents is fucking expensive. like yeah, so expensive. Yeah. Uh, I worked so far with other products, um, which were much cheaper to ship, of course, but I, um didn't count in like a hundred uh, the current one is one hundred eighty six pages. Um, so it's like almost, uh, almost a kilo per, per magazine. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking big and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and the covers, the folded cover doesn't help. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, shipping like, I don't know, like, like a thousand magazines, for example, over to Mexico costs me, um, 2,700 euros, oh, wow. um, th- which is something that I can absolutely not cover. So yeah. at this point, the magazine stays in, um, in Europe. Yep. But um, since more and more events uh, abroad are interested in working with me, for example, the latest edition would be CTN in Birmingham. Oh, wow. And, Congrats. Yeah, and uh, they were very interested in having the magazine there. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to, of course, in, in, increase the, um, the overall money I can get with a magazine yep. and let also the people in the States enjoy it at their events. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 hard. Uh, yeah. It goes like into a lot of lot of specifics and technical things, and so yeah. uh, I don't know what else to to add at this point in such a conversation. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing my best. This is what I can promise.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like it, it's almost like the. Um, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't want to compare you to any other magazine because <clears throat> your stuff is very uh, unique for the the content you provide. But I'd imagine it would be similar to like the really early days of. Um, imagine effects um starting you know like having their first couple of issues like you know trying to get the magazine out there and who to include and where it should i be don't know to. yeah no of i course really don't they, know yeah nobody would know because obviously nobody was there for that but you know it's, it's, it seems mm-hmm. like it's almost the birth of something new where um you know as the as the beginning days but it's not something that's not been done before like people have have begun and started magazines and and, and built them into, you know you know from yeah. one yeah two people to a whole team to yeah. yeah so,
2: it is. I, I'm still trying to build it up. So um, it's 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 like I said. It's it's like in a constant constant change. And and I still. It, it, you could basically see it as an experiment where I still try to deliver whatever I promise. Yeah. Um, so so I try to give the sponsors what they want, but along the way I try to find out what is good. This is, for example, why I started um once to actually behave towards people who work for free. Yeah. And, uh,
1: I, I mean, th- I would say, I mean, th- this is my personal opinion, obviously, but um, you know, when Evan put his art book out, the time, yeah. ever you put into that book, and obviously the 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 stuff he put into the book, you know, sketch wise, um, you were obviously you're obviously charging for Evan's book, which makes perfect sense, obviously, because you want to buy yeah. the work, you want to support the artist. Um, mm-hmm. I would see you making the Firestarter stuff is almost exactly the same thing. I mean, I totally understand that people are offering stuff to you for free, you know, interviews or or whatever else, um, mm-hmm. but you know. You are taking the time to oversee it, to edit it, to put it together, and then you know work with publishers, work with you know the guys in the background and sponsors, and then get it shipped out to events, attend the events. Um, you know, in my personal opinion, I think people should be paying for it. You know, I definitely think it because I mean, you're talking. You said you're nearly 200 pages for the latest issue. Um, it, it's almost like an artwork in itself. You know what I mean? So, um, and you're giving exposure to people through the magazine. I mean, I, I definitely think. Um, People should be paying for the magazine. I mean, and that's, again, just my p- opinion. But, um, mm. yeah, I think it's... it's it's, uh, And that's why I went to get you in the pod- the podcast, you know, because um, you were doing such awesome work. And, you know, uh, we just even talked at the last event in Paris about how you said, you know, oh, well, man, you know, I'm, I'm not really an artist and stuff. But, you know, you are a, a, a big part of the community. I mean, I fuck off what you're going to say. I'm telling you now. <laughs> People were telling me you get, you are definitely... Um, you know, a very large part of, of this community.
2: Um, okay, well, I, I never, I never really said that I'm not. It's uh, like, like I'm not, not, not in the same position as most in the community. I would say, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely do feel myself as a part of the community because I mean, I started out, out as an artist. And yeah. how many of the people, for example, who who do the events, yeah. um, um, are no real artists, like in terms of producing something or working with something, yeah. as, as some company. How yeah. many of the of the publishers, for example. Um, who who do the art books mm-hmm. or any other part of the community? people are considered as part of the community. Really, have to be artists to make that. I mean, yeah. all you have to do is love art, and yeah. this is something that I absolutely do. Yeah. So this is the reason why I could could do art books was mm-hmm. was combining what I what I am passionate about with what I what I can do, what I can actually do to uh, to contribute something. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, look at yeah.
1: that. I mean, I would even say. Your graphic design skills. I mean, uh, there was a whole conversation, and I know you've, you've talked about this before, but um, we even had this conversation back in school where people would say, um, if you're a designer, you're not an artist. And, you know, uh, that's a bigger conversation than you and I can get any on this podcast. <laughs> please but, don't, please uh, don't do God, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I even saw you, like, sitting across from Christian, like, that night talking yeah. about, oh, you're a concept designer, you're not an artist. And Christian was just, like, shaking his head, like, fucking hell's burden. Um, but, yeah, like, I. I I, I I totally get what you're talking about because um when i initially got into concept art i watched a talk with um matt rhodes who talked about um like he sees concept uh, like a good piece of concept art as problem solving and yeah it's more like um people see it as like the fancy pictures in the art books but it's it's a methodical process where you're you're feeling out design aspects of, of things so you're designing sets you're designing rooms you're designing weapons you're designing characters um So, yeah, it definitely is more design-oriented, but I think there is also an artistic integrity that comes with um, the design aspect, and I think the marrying of both is what makes you a good concept artist. Do you... I mean, you could talk at length, obviously, but just in general, I mean...
2: What? i am am yeah. trying I'm always trying to stay out of the conversation because <laughs> last time last time I got into this conversation i was uh, I was in in, in Berlin and uh, Adam Paquette was there right. and uh, he was uh, I mean I mean he's such a clever guy he um, he had many more words for the issue that I could ever have yeah. and he explained everything and I don't even know it. I don't think even think I, I kept everything of it yeah. but uh, speaking of my experience about the matter. Um, I will absolutely agree, for example, with uh, with uh, with Kenny Carvalho, yeah. that um, all you guys you aren't concept artists, you're concept designers, because you, yeah. you solve problems, and yeah. um, being creative isn't automatically being an artist, yeah. um, so I don't consider myself an artist at all, uh, I consider myself a problem solver, uh, I, yeah. of course, most of the problems are my own, but... Yeah. <laughs> I still, I still try to solve them
0: yeah.
2: and get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I sat down, I, I solved this problem. I, I, thought about something. I thought about a certain approach, and mm. I didn't just pour everything out of my heart mm. and made this something personal. Yeah. Uh, what makes the magazine personal is the amount of work I put in uh, without, like, like getting the big paycheck for it, which I actually would get when I would do if I would do this for, uh, for a client. Yeah. Um, yeah. This makes it. This makes it a personal thing for me. Yeah, I, but it's not. That, art.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. I think you're very right in what you're you're approaching, and I wonder if that's why people like um, Scott Robertson have been probably so successful, or so prominent in the industry because, like, his his training is through industrial design. So mm. you know, like, he has a he's came into the world of concept through the the design eyes rather than the mm. art eyes. Um, and I wonder if that's why that has maybe been a, a, a more success story for him, and maybe why sometimes artists in the industry um, struggle or or find hard to get into the the positions they do because they're they're probably approaching it more artistically than design based. Do you think that's right or
2: yes? Um, yeah. yeah. In general, I could say yes. Um, I would also add that um, I find it quite interesting that so many artists come from a design background, but basically just neglect everything they learn. Yeah. Um, because I, I, n- now in Paris, when I was there, and there was this this uh, this table with, with uh, Sama and the other guys mm-hmm. that were sitting there, and uh, I started started as a discussion with me looking at their business cards and telling them what they could improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there was this situation where I tried to. Explain something with a with a with a with a you know like a metaphor. Mm. Um, is it a metaphor? I don't know. So it, <laughs> it basically told them if you if you have a cover of a magazine and this magazine has like the top notch uh, illustration on it, like really awesome illustration. You're yeah. like, Whoa, holy shit! What's that? Yeah. Like for example, take the one that Gilles made for my for my magazine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then you're like, yeah, I'm going to add the title and everything, and I'm doing this in comic song.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: I fucking ruined it. Yeah. 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 With, with a fucked up graphic design. Now you don't, I don't know, you like, like, take a like a, a drawing that my son would do, or some guy did it with the left hand. Yeah. They just, just use, use the example of the left handed drawings, which basically are flooding, uh, um, like, the art world at this point. Yeah. Uh, I. I I don't say they don't have their space in there but it's just not my taste. Yeah. So you just take like one of these these line arts that are like totally crumpled and everything mm-hmm. but you just add like really good typography, you know, yeah. like imagine the best that you can you can see it somewhere and you're like holy this is amazing. Yeah. And suddenly it becomes good design.
0: Now at Digital Artcast, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Procreate. Procreate is an Apple Design, award-winning digital painting and illustration solution designed exclusively for iOS. Procreate allows you to create professional-grade artworks wherever you are with an advanced dual-texture brush engine, a robust layering system, and groundbreaking canvas resolution, all for only £9.99. You can find Procreate 4, the new release through the App Store on your iPad, or learn more at www.procreate.art. Remember to leave a comment on YouTube or leave us a review on iTunes to be in with a chance of winning a copy of Procreate 4 for free. That's right, free. Thanks again to the Procreate team for sponsoring our podcast. Now, back to the episode.
1: When it comes to stuff like um, like Teagan and stuff, I mean, uh, cause that was like was was Teagan your first proper art book? You walked in with Evan. Was that the first thing you kind of like put together? Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. yeah, I would say that was the first proper art book that I did. I mean, I did some sketchbook stuff before, and also did some things that people sold at cons. Yeah. But from from from, I mean I mean of course Evan is a really well known artist yeah. uh, and designer, mm-hmm. and he's doing some some amazing work. Yeah, so okay. if I would be like considering this uh, from from the, the weight that it had on my own career, for example, mm-hmm. not only on its own, then this project was, uh, I can consider it like my real first art book. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So what were, the, what were the design aspects going because this is more your day job, so what was the, the design aspects going into Evan's book? Was there something you wanted to convey with his work or, you know, were you trying to get the graphic design out the way so that it was more prominent with illustration or... How did you find the balance?
2: Um, it was I'm always trying to to do it a bit like a profiler and um, This is something that 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 many other designers do a little bit different But I'm always trying to to be like what would Evan do if he had like what I what I know mm-hmm. If he knew what I know, what would he do? Ah, yeah? Right, okay, yeah, so I'm always trying to to align um, the the work that people do in their art with what design they can have there is something where you can be like oh i'm going to do this totally clean and totally graphic and i'm using uh, organic forms and shapes and stuff and i'm going to add them and i'm going to make this fancy and i'm going to use pastel colors and whatever Mm -hmm. or you can be like shit this is this is just a sketchbook you know yep make make it look good um but keep it keep it clean um this is a fantasy book so I will use a typography that actually works with it. Yeah. I will add some some small uh, things like the leaf as the the dot on, on the i of the letter, yeah. which is uh, the, la- the the leaf of a birch, or I will use the spear of that girl and implement it into the her name in the headline. Oh, I will yeah. u- so so either you put much effort in, 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 and and um and time into uh, creating something which will you will be respected for from your colleagues or whatever. Mm. Or you actually be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put some more time into all these fancy details and yeah. let just the art speak for itself, yeah. which was the right decision with Tyne time because Tyne time was, um, was uh, something that Evan like constantly tried to remind me of and uh, it's at some points I actually listened to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a sketchbook. Yeah. Yeah, Don't get mad about anything. Don't don't make this like I wanted to do like really crazy stuff with it. Mm -hmm. And he was always like, dude, this is a sketchbook. Keep it simple. Yeah? Yeah. And this is what I did. If I I, like I told you, if if he was in my head, Mm -hmm. what would he direct? What would he do?
1: Yeah, totally. And then you how long did you have to work on the actual book from kind of the time Evan approached it till it being published?
2: Uh, It's hard to tell because Mm -hmm. you know, the book itself started as um started as one book, not as three. You had right. uh, 366 stories and, um, and, uh, and, and, and images. So obviously it had in the end, like over 700 pages. Yeah. Um, this was a book that which I wasn't sure how to sell it. It was uh, something where I wasn't sure how it would stay together depending on how we produce it, mm-hmm. uh, which materials I could use. I was diving at that point very much into materials uh, how to make something very special. I know that Brand also talked about it. We had our own little conversation in Paris, mm. which uh, helped me a lot and absolutely uh, um, like showed me that in, in, in some things where I worked on art books mm-hmm. uh, that I'm on the right way. Yeah? yeah. So it made absolute sense to do something that a collector wants to have. Yeah. So in the end, it it's resulted in uh, splitting the book, mm-hmm. uh, making three volumes of it, Right. Uh, makes it easier to sell, easier for many other reasons also to not like, so not your fingers are breaking off because you are <laughs> trying to hold a book that at this point had, had more than three and a half kilos. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing as well with a lot of these, these bigger books. I mean, I even recently got the... The Art of Overwatch, um, from mm, Blizzard. Mm, yeah. Huge thing. Well, yeah, it's it's. I think it's about four hundred pages, and and you kind of have to have a table in front of you to read it because you need to lift that weight onto something to flick through it. Because it is. It's 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 a it's a it's a heavy ass book. But then even something simple like um, the other one I got recently, which was um, The Art of Dishonored, which is only about you know one hundred and twenty pages, but it's it's super simple design. There's enough in it to to get the general gist of what has been going on in the project and. Um, it doesn't break your arm lifting it. Um, so yeah, I can totally see why you would want to. Um, yeah, and I think there's a there's a collection aspect as well because you know art books are a whole thing where people want to have, you know, a good collection of them. So getting different or multiple volumes um, works quite well. It's simple to simple, similar to stuff like Spectrum, um, mm-hmm. which has been published. You know, there's there's so much art you know they break it into volumes that come out every so often um and then there's a collection that, that builds from there um and then it was the same with because uh, you also worked with uh eliza on her book last year eliza with... I- ivanova
2: oh uh no i didn't work with
1: her oh okay right okay yeah I, I just can remember because we uh you connected us uh for the the podcast
2: yeah, she yeah. did. She did some guest art for for Time, um, which was the reason why we, we we kept talking and I gave her some some feedback concerning yeah. Kickstarter's and stuff. So no, no, it was basically basically just just some some help, right. but I didn't actually work with her.
1: Yeah. So I mean, so this is uh, so have you done other books past uh, Evans' one? Is is there stuff you, that you're currently working? I mean, I don't know how much you could talk about. Obviously, if you're if you're in talks with people or working, but I'm assuming there is stuff coming that you're you're still doing. Um, books as a as a kind of day job, you're still working with people on projects?
2: Yeah, I mean my client jobs mostly are for agencies, so it's uh, I mean like like local agencies are or, or those in here in Germany, which is um, like like flyers and and logo design and uh, the classics of of graphic design actually. Yeah. but uh, when it comes to books, I also still work for my old publisher because this is basically something that I'm doing. Um, like with my eyes closed, it's yep. just um, uh, certain patterns that are repetitive. Yeah. And uh, pay the bills. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, but but the things that that like like these art books. Of course, there are some art books. Um, like like in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like like the last, which is uh, like really official, is the one of uh, Faraz uh, Shanyar. Yeah. Um, where which is very much fun to work on, mm-hmm. and uh, also. I'm very interested in how it will turn out because, of course, uh, the book is only finished when the artist has uh, yeah. approved it. But besides that, of course, I'm working with with some other people, but I, I wouldn't go into detail because mm. uh, if I learned something, then uh, then it is that you first gotta sign some contract yeah. <laughs> before before you make things official. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. And uh, and then again. Uh, Apart from obviously Firestarter, that's something I think you would want to approach in the future, right? You would want to maybe, like like Brent, I suppose, is doing now, is you'd wanted to the brick part to become more prominent in your life. You'd want to be doing, you know, multiple or, or two or three a year, like putting out you know projects or working obviously with people like ArtStation um, or or other kind of bigger names, right? That's that's the angle. Is that what you think you would want to do moving forward?
2: I I never really plan on getting as big as most of these guys out there publishing right yeah. uh i'm i'm not john Flaskus. i'm not uh i'm not art station um I, I really have no drive to do that in any way right uh, I, would, I would i'm i'm considering myself more like the uh, the little organic shop in your town you know uh, all <laughs> like, right, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> you you have you have something nice to work on i will 100 percent dedicate um when in, in working with it yep and uh, in the mm-hmm. end, I will have a great book um, which I'm proud of, mm-hmm. and uh, people might like, and uh, most importantly, the artists will like. Yeah. And I can say I did my best, but yeah. I will never like produce something like like where where I'm like, gotta do ten books a year and wow, like like no 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 <laughs> this will never happen. Um, yeah. I I do this uh, because I like to do it.
1: Yeah, totally. But then again, I think opportunity meets um, as 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 preparedness uh, really. So I mean. If if something comes along where you got to work on like a, a massive project, I mean, you would you would probably be interested, right? You'd want to, you know, so if you got handed an opportunity to work with a big publisher or a big client, you know, that's something you'd want to do. I mean, oh, might, yeah, I already do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. No, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I already do that. Not not only with Evan or whatever, but uh, yeah, there's there's a uh, big thing coming, mm-hmm. but. um I wouldn't be like, I'm going to take this, and that, and that, and that, and this job too, Yeah, yeah? so yeah. To, to, I don't know, like, kill myself by working. Yeah, totally, um, yeah. But uh, but it's still, it's like, one at a time, mm-hmm. concentrating on it, getting yeah. it done, and then it's the next one.
0: Yeah,
1: okay, I mean, well, yeah, you don't want to overload yourself with, uh, with three or four books, because, again, you're only one person, right, so um you only have so much time between family between work between you know the the community stuff you're doing as well so yeah, yeah. um yeah but then again i think you're doing a lot for the time you have i mean um because you're you know obviously trying to attend as many events as you can you're obviously still working on the fire starter stuff um and yeah i mean you're probably doing more than the average graphic designer i know who, who would work in a studio 95 then come home and switch off <laughs> um and yeah like it's there's still stuff that's you know even though you finish your day job like you say the stuff that pays the bills there's stuff still going on in the background that's um that's that's still ongoing like the art books like the community stuff like the firestar um and then obviously you guys have a website now and um you know, you've org- organized stuff like patreon and and uh, and gumroad and then um you know your problem at different other events and advertising and um so yeah like there's it's always weird, I think, no matter how much you do, you always feel like you can do more. I mean, it's the same with me, right? You know, it's it's, it's doing things like going to events and then running the podcast and still try to study and focus on a job and work for Red Essence. So, um, but I still don't feel like I'm doing enough. I still feel like there's so many more things I could be doing. Um, and I take it, is that just something you think that stays with you always in this industry? Or is it part of just being an artist? Or
2: I don't think that it's a part of being an artist. I don't even think it's a part of being the industry. It's just a part of being like a human because I've seen this with, with other industries too. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, being a workaholic, which is basically what you just described, <laughs> uh, will in the end just ruin you. Um, oh, yeah. Everybody chooses his poison, you know. Uh, yeah. If you decide to, to just uh, poison yourself and the whole day with work, mm-hmm. it's very easy to do that because... Uh, we as people work that way um yeah, yeah. I, I was like shortly before that uh, too and mm-hmm. i forgot why i started being a freelancer uh which yeah. was because i wanted to spend more time with my family but then um you can't have everything at the same time either you dedicate yourself to a project and you you, you just pull it through mm-hmm. um and and be like yeah at some point it will be different yeah or you actually don't realize that and you will always just tell that yourself like yeah it will be different it will be different one day just one more time and there's only just one this one project and then i will be fine <laughs> yeah and it never never really changes anything yeah. in the end you will always end up being uh the guy who works very late and never sees his kid yeah. um so uh, this is this is a human problem and this is this is this is not an artist problem yeah and no. i hope uh, that that many people who i already uh, talked about this before like many people who i know will at some point see that um it's 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 quite easy to get out of it yeah um uh, for, some, for some it's harder. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging or whatever, but for some no, people no. it's harder, yeah. but it took, it took me also some time to realize that sitting in front of the PlayStation and playing the next uh, Assassin's Creed doesn't have to get you any bad feelings in your gut because oh, you're thinking, God, I, could yeah. be, I, I could be working right now and I could actually do something for my life. Now, it's, uh, if, if you think like that, then um, you're working for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, totally i mean like you say this and it's literally just like as soon as because rafael uh, cost, and the, the talk at um imag about the art direction for assassin's creed origins yeah and, i saw that yeah and uh literally as i, I know you were sat you were sat like two seats away from me weren't you but uh but yeah so as soon as i got home um i had a bit of spare cash and i invested in the game and uh yeah i've been putting some hours into it the last couple of days and it is that thing when you pick up the controller your mind is like oh, you could be working right now you could be doing <laughs> stuff you could be yeah. drawing so i mean yeah, it, it it's a nightmare right i mean it's it's one of these things where you want to, you want to do well in the industry you want to learn you want to progress but um life is always kind of clinging at you um like you know socially with friends or with family um you want to spend that time but it's uh, yeah it's, it's hard man it is. it's it's really difficult to try and um balance everything and i think that's why mental health is such a prominent thing in every industry just now especially art i mean um last year at industry workshops there was a whole panel where people were talking about you know approaching mental health and talking about it more openly and people really should be looking after themselves and um you see it with more artists talking about you know going freelance or um walking away from studios because they want to spend more time doing xyz um i mean i know one of the first uh, interviews I'd done was Titus Lunter and uh met him at industry mm-hmm. workshops two years ago, and Titus at the time had um, walked away from working at Ubisoft in the division and had went freelance. and He talked about how he just um, didn't enjoy the studio environment, um, and know yeah, I think that's why so people, so many people go freelance now is because um, obviously you get to be your own boss, but um, pick your own projects, you know, schedule your time, you know, where you feel it's necessary for you um and yeah i can totally understand why um concept artists want to be freelance and i think it's it's probably one of the royalties that freelancers especially concept artists get to enjoy because there's several other disciplines within the gaming industry that can't be done remotely so you know some 3d art or programming so um there's a luxury i suppose there that we get to be able to work remotely like you can be away from the project um and it's the same with you right that's the whole reason that you, you went to do freelance because you wanted to be in control of your schedule. Um, and is that something you've seen because obviously you've been in the industry or within the community longer, have you felt that there is a shift towards freelance or you've seen people want to walk away from more studio work into doing their own thing?
2: I actually don't really know because right. um, it's it's hard to, to generalize that aspect. I think there were always people who wanted to go freelance and I think there are always like seasons along here where people are are like I don't want this anymore I need to change stuff because I know when it it gets spring and you're stuck uh, like in in your office or whatever and you're like I could be at home and like working late or like enjoying the day Um, these things happen like along the day I don't know if that's this is a general thing Um, I think many uh, relied on stuff like patreon to be uh, something that that allows them to do whatever they want, right? Um, but without without actual discipline you can do whatever you want and you will never get anywhere. No, totally. Yeah, I was going to yeah. we had
1: that conversation anyway about a, a particularly really famous um, Patreon artist who earns a lot of money for doing what no Oh, do. you mean
2: Sakamichan or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if you wanted the name by name, but yeah, yeah. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, everybody
2: knows who <laughs> you're talking about, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But um, but yeah, you, we were talking about the fact that the money intake was was very dramatically large, and um, I think Jam was saying you know it it, it almost pains them because you know so many artists want that right. They want the ability to be able to make art um yeah. away from the studio to have a, a good you know aspect of money to make a good living for themselves for they and their family. Um, but then it's it's difficult because once somebody does it really successfully, then the people at the back don't get the the exposure right of of the new thing because it's already been done, so you have to try and find a way to reinvent <laughs> the wheel almost to be seen in the patron space. Um,
2: or not, or you just sell yourself and do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, in, totally. A, in
2: terms of, of be like, yeah, I want to be rich and successful, okay, then I'm going to work with other people's stuff and, I don't know, like make them look, look better or different or going to merge them with something or whatever. Yeah, it's not always about being... Being creative in a sense to, I mean, people listen to music that has samples in it, right? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There was this 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 interesting interview that uh, you know, do you know Craig David? This this musician, he had yeah, this this the, really funny beard. The British guy. And yeah. yeah, yeah, he did a he did a song together with Sting, uh, which was based on his, his his own song, and it was basically just sampled together, and Sting added some lyrics. Right. Um. Uh, I think he called they called it The Rise and Fall or something I'm not even sure. Okay. So they had this interview and Craig David uh, was was uh, getting all sorts of questions and stuff and then at some point the interviewer looked at at Sting and I think he asked him something like yeah but you know it's it's your song right and he's yeah let the young people like like just steal my stuff and do something and he was laughing but you could see that so. <laughs> something was going on with him right and then oh, and then Craig Craig David said something um, which is basically, uh, it's, it's quite clever. He said like sampling is a new kind of, uh, of creativity mm-hmm. and, um, it's, it's, it's an aspect that has been, been grasped by, by many philosophers too, because, um, every philosopher had someone who had the same thought at some point before yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's always some guy who your, your, your theories are based on. Right. And I think. Uh, with every creative job, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. You, it's hard to do something really new in the end, it's very important to just uh, do what you love for whatever reason if, right. you, if you don't if you don't care what other people think about you there's then there's nothing you can do about it mm. uh, or they can do about it, which is more more important. yeah uh, so you just do your thing and if it's really important to you what other people think, and if you want to do something with everybody together and have something like like a, your moral backbone is like really strong and you really want to do something that everybody helps, mm. then eventually it will be seen and you will be treated the same way. Yeah. But I think it's really hard to just pinpoint in some direction and be like, yeah, you got to do it like this or you got to do it like that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean... Totally, I agree with everything you're just saying there. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much sums up the whole the whole topic we were we're talking about in, in Paris. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so even just moving on quickly to the towards the end with with Firestarter, um, mm-hmm. is is there anything particularly you want to kind of push us now, or anything that that Firestarter's getting involved in, or like obviously you guys have a website, um, which is the mm-hmm. it's fire Firestartermagazine.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get the the magazine there right you can download it um, for free on, on that? yeah yes right okay yeah. and then how else would people find the, the magazine where else are you connected um, social network wise and...
2: mm-hmm. well um, it's it's I mean every all the information is on the website if you want to get it something in some way involved if you are Perhaps someone who has ideas uh, who wants to put them out there. If you want to write something very interesting for the community, which is like not a tutorial because Firestarter doesn't do tutorials. Uh, if you if you want to, to communicate something with the people around you, then you're very free to uh, contact me. And um, what Firestarter has been up to lately is um, increasing the the engagement with the events in in terms of um, getting like like codes for. discounts and uh, getting free tickets to uh, to, to give away to people and um, yeah there's a lot in the making I mean I could just just go down the list now and tell you everything but in the end I will I will spam all of you in (laughs) social media (laughs) anyways so who cares right I mean yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna happen anyway
1: Yeah, and um, I'll put all the links in the description below the video you guys if you listen on um, iTunes as well you'll find that in the Podcast description. Um, I'll put um, the links for the magazine and then the social media aspects of it. And um, I could possibly we'll talk to Spurgeon after this about um, maybe even a direct email for him if you want to get contacted about articles or artwork or um, because you're always looking for talent, right? If there's if there's an artist listening to this who wants to do like a portrait for you or a piece or want to get involved, um, you, you, you'd be happy just to be kind of communicated directly. Would you be okay with that? Or
2: yeah, of course. That's the whole the old point of the own thing, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, that's yeah.
1: fine then. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. Um, well, yeah, just to wrap up, just to say, um, thanks for Spurden coming on and, and taking his time to speak to us. It was really thanks nice for, for having me. me. Yeah, more than welcome, man. Um, yeah, if you guys want to get in contact with Spurden, I'll leave his contact details below. Um, also, check out the website. Um, again, that was Firestartermagazine.com. Um, firestar can be found obviously through different social medias um, and the website so guys get involved it's a great magazine with um, great talks from artists uh, and industry kind of uh, comings and goings um, if you guys want to get involved in the podcast as well you can speak to me directly and um, as always um, this uh, episode is sponsored by Procreate i'll leave an ad read at the end and if you guys comment on the the video you can also win a free copy of procreate um and more things to come from them soon um thanks again spare thanks again to the audience and we'll see you guys later bye